Hey guys, welcome to episode five of the Alice podcast. Today, I am here with Claire. She is my executive assistant on Team Alice. So I just wanted to introduce herself a little bit and let you guys get to know her. So, Hi, I'm Claire. I'm working from the team for the Team Atlas since fall 2020. It's been almost three years now. Eh? Yeah, it's been three years. Uh, time flew so fast. I started to work with the Team Atlas as your, not for you, but I was the a previous assistant posing coach for our previous exclusive posing coach. And uh, with time, he asked me to step in to do some more uh, things for you, for the check-in, uh, to motivate the athletes, and to work on the inquiries. So it's been, yeah, three years. Yeah, so you initially started as our, you were an assistant posing coach. Yeah. And then I saw how organized she was and how detail-oriented she was and how much the athletes loved her. So I asked her if she had a little bit more time to uh, do a couple more jobs for me. And that kind of escalated. Now she's doing a lot for me. So. Yeah. So many things. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So I am do the check-in for you. I answer a basic question. Sometimes I cannot know what you will answer to the athlete. But uh... So explain what you mean by you answer basic questions. So Claire is in every check-in group chat with me. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So basically, I... Any general question, like, okay, can I eat this? I don't feel uh, this good. They need motivation. Athlete needs answer fast to their question because our poli policies is to answer the question in the questionnaire, in the, in the, the check-in, sorry, in 24 hours. So basically, I'm there to answer any question that, that I can answer. So it relieves you some pressure to do some other things and to work on some other things while you well, have a look at their check-in. And I send them documents. What else? Yeah. The so renewal. basically, we've talked about this on previous podcasts before and people ask, you know, how do you deal with so many athletes? And the way I found, I've been doing this even before Claire, I had uh, Jennifer Dory help me do this. But basically, Claire is in the group chat with me with and the athlete that, we're, that I'm coaching. And she'll send them documents that I need her to send. She'll answer simple questions. So let's say like an athlete asks, Hey, can I swap chicken for this or so something like that? Or, yeah. hey, do I, how do I get my competition suit? How do I do this? Like just simple questions or I have my period. Can I do this? Just yeah, basic, basic things stuff. that, that I've taught her throughout the, the three years that she's been working with me that are just general questions that athletes constantly ask. So by, by having someone do this for me, I can focus on the coaching part and actually fixing their diet, their training, their posing yeah. instead of just answering all the tedious questions that. Claire can just simply ask me, or she also sends what she does. Also, she will get into it, but she, like for documents, she'll send all the peak week protocols and then I'll go over that with the athlete or adjust it closer to the show. Our suit document that we send them. So it's basically just like a teamwork and she's relieving me from tedious tasks so that I can focus on just the coaching part. And yeah. that allows me to coach two times as many athlete, athletes as I would if I didn't have her on my team. And it's a huge help. And I really suggest that everyone have this. If you're a coach and you're starting to have a pretty large volume. And yeah, I mean, because that takes a lot of time and effort. We have now, well, since last year, since I started to work with you a little bit more on the check-ins and stuff, we have at least 60 or 75, approximately five athletes, at more athletes. At this time than last year. At this time, yeah. So I can't. And I see the difference in the, the way you answer the check-ins after. You have more time. You're a little bit more detailed and stuff because you're not rushed to do some of the things exactly. and do that also. Uh, so it's, it's a great impact on the team. And uh, the athlete really appreciates it because they're like, okay, thank you, Clara, so much for answering my questions so fast, yeah, et, cetera, so et cetera, 
Claire's on top of it. And if an athlete has like an emergency situation or they really, they don't understand something, like instead of me having to immediately check, obviously yeah. if it's an emergency or whatever, I'll check. But I'm saying if it's like a question that they really need to answer to, hey, I just got my diet and I'm not sure if I should eat this in meal one, Claire's going to answer within like yeah. probably like an hour. Yeah. They'll, they always, the athlete always feels like they're taken care of and they're always someone there for them. And I'm not just, let's say like I have a show on whatever, I'm traveling Friday, Saturday and I have a show and I'm coaching Isa or I'm, or I'm coaching 20 girls at a show. And obviously I you know I need 24 hours to answer a check-in, which yeah. is rare, but sometimes what happens, yeah. Claire is going to be there and she's going to be answering them, which is a huge help. And not only does it save me a ton of time, but it makes the athlete feel yeah. like they're taken care of and of they are because Claire really is the nicest. Before we get into this, Thank Claire <laughs> is the best employee ever. I'm sorry, Victoria. I'm sorry, Hannah. I'm sorry, everyone. Claire is the best. And thank you. the reason I hired her to do all these things is because I can tell when she was initially our assistant posing coach, I could just see how organized she was. And she just goes out of her way to just be so meticulous and efficient with every detail. And just, for example, (laughs) for the, she does also her coaching inquiries, right? Yeah. And the reason I had her start doing this is because she's so good at customer service. Claire is a one at customer service, fantastic. Claire's a person you can't dislike. It's, it's, it's impossible to dislike Claire. She's so yeah. sweet. She's so nice. She's so never talks bad about anyone. Never just such a good person with a good heart. When you want someone like that on the front lines of your business, interacting with your clients, right? And that's something I learned uh, being an entrepreneur for so long is you need you know, someone on the front, front lines. And when the client initially inquires to join your team or wants to buy something from your business, their first interaction is good with someone who really cares, yeah. right? And it's super important because the client, they're going to be like, wow, this French interaction was good. They answered all my questions. And so- What's well, the, it's the first step for them to like the company, the product or whatever, the service that you're selling. So in this case, the first person that they interact with. So I need my customer service needs to be like top notch for them to subscribe or to ask for more information or to ask for a consultation with you, et cetera. So with the inquiries, what we do is Claire will, they'll, a client will fill out like an inquiry form. And then we give them the option to either get a response back from email or WhatsApp. Usually the response is within like one to five hours, maybe a day, but I mean, Claire's on top no, of it. No, five yeah. hours. Yeah, max. Max. Even when she's on vacation. And then if they want a consultation with me specifically, Claire will direct them to me. They'll send me a text message and then we'll have a phone call, a phone call to go over specific questions they have, or if they have a specific show in mind and. Yeah, Claire knows 95% of everything that, of all the information that they would need to know. But if they really want to speak to me, then it's no problem. We yeah. direct them. Of course. So sometimes we have specific, like specific inquiries. For example, I'm eight weeks out and I would like to compete like in a national show and I would like to switch coach and I want to know what James thinks yeah. about. So. Yeah, their physique or. Yeah. So I refer them to James so he could like, answer them. So they, she refers them to me and then they'll send me their current pictures and their poses and then their previous stage photos and then give me their full name and just basically tell me what they need. Yeah. And then we'll schedule a, a phone call station probably that day or the next day at the latest so that we can get things moving. We don't want clients to wait. Hey, you got to wait a week to join a team. It's, people no. are in a rush. Yeah. I mean, when someone is inquiring at 11 p.m., they want it like fast. You cannot wait two to three days to have an answer. They need like, an answer right away because they want to su- subscribe right away if it takes that long for someone to get back to you to join your team that's right away you're going to know how long the check-ins are going to take to be answered that's not a good sign so that's true i make sure that all parts of my business are very efficient and i found that 
Claire being on the front lines, talking to the clients first is the best route. And I see that in our sales. Our sales are much higher than previous people that were doing that. Not because they were bad, but just Claire is better at it. And she's better than me at it too, by far. I have my strengths. Mm -hmm. I have yeah. my weaknesses. Claire, Claire doesn't have any weaknesses, but this is That's what her, true. <laughs> I mean, what's yeah. your weakness? My English. You're in, okay, great. <laughs> yeah, no, but. Yeah, so I want really Claire being with the customers, talking to the customers on the front lines and then also in the yeah. check-ins too, right? Because having someone like Claire in a check-in is just, it's a big help for me and the clients love it too. Well, that's a good thing because we have a lot of inquiries from French people. So for me, that French is my first language. I can answer to them, give them like all the information. And same thing for the check-in. I can really answer them in French. Sometimes they feel more comfortable. Mm -hmm. If they don't understand much the English, ask the question in French. So soon I'm going to need to learn Spanish and some yeah, other, please. other languages. She also does all the payment processing. So she'll process all the payments from the clients and then she'll send like the initial email and send the like initial programs yeah. per my recommendation. So she just gets all the documents out, gets them to sign the, the contract, just based the whole startup portion, she sets it up so that I can get ready to coach the client right away. And there's not like a delay. And that's super, super important. In 24 hours from the moment you contact us, if all the back and forth and email and everything in 24 hours, approximately, you could have like your diet and be ready to start. Yeah. That's how fast that we... It's going to depend on the client. Yeah, it's we're, exactly. We're very fast. Yeah, it all depends on the client. Yeah. But in the ideal thing is in 24 hours, so it's good. So, Claire, what are the most popular questions you get asked during inquiries? I receive a lot of questions about last-minute inquiries for shows. That's one of the most that I've received. And the thing is, how do you respond? What's your process to say yes or no, I'm going to take you for a show? So first, I, I really don't like coaching athletes last minute because first of all, it's so much extra work for me, right? Yeah. So let's say an athlete's doing a show in four weeks. We got to get them all the documents, right? I got to learn their body. We got to fix all their, po no one's ever joined my team and had like perfect posing. It doesn't exist. I have to fix all no. their posing. We got to do, there's so many small details we need to fix in a short period of time to get them on stage looking good. And usually the people that want to do the shows, I would say probably 80 to 85% of people that want to do a show within eight weeks that inquire aren't ready for that show. I literally over yeah. 80%. So either the body fat's too high or their posing is way off or they're too lean or their symmetry is way off. Like I, I can't even think of the last athlete that wanted to join the team within the six week prep that would be ready. Uh, I don't know. No. We get them every day though. Every day yeah, we have every people day that like, hey, I have a show in five weeks that I join your team and I'm like sending pictures. I'm like, not over 85% of the time, it's we should do an off season because you're not ready. And it's not that I understand sometimes like you have a coach and you get closer to the show and maybe you feel like you're not followed and you feel like you want to change. But to me, I feel like you should really be with a coach throughout the entire process and just do an off season together and stuff too. And I know you, everyone wants to compete quickly and get on stage quickly, but I mean, I don't put athletes on stage that are not ready. Yeah. And when I get these inquiries and they want a really short prep and stuff too, it's just, I'm not putting you on stage with my name if I know you're not going to be ready. And For sure. if you want to rush and do that show, I see problem, go do it. Come back to me after and we'll start all season together. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to take the client's money if I know they're not going to be ready and put them on stage. It doesn't serve me any purpose. It doesn't serve the client any purpose. So I would say probably 70% of the time they say, okay, yeah, you're right. Maybe even more. And then sometimes yeah. we just had a girl that just joined. She wanted to do a show in end of October. And I said, you're super small. You're not lean enough. There's no benefit to doing the show strategically because she said her goal is to turn pro. And I was like, 
take the year off with me. Let's do this yeah. together. And then let's compete in May and then maybe do universe or whatever. And she's, she went back and forth. She's like, I really want to do the show. I said, no problem. So do the show, come back to me one week after whatever. We'll give a recite and start the off season. I, I don't want to yeah. put all this energy into athletes when I know they're not going to be ready and not competitive. Like I, I can tell if they're going to be competitive or not. And when I know they're not going to, I don't want to just, uh, it's a waste of time, honestly, for me and for the yeah, athletes. Exactly. I, I don't want to. For you and for them yeah. and money-wise also. When I asked you for, to, to coach them very quickly in a short mm -hmm. period of time and you give them all the information, yes, no, yes, mm -hmm. uh, we should not do the, the show, you should go on off-season. If they listen to you, it's great because they're kind of saving money because and in time because mm -hmm. they're not wasting money on the show, the registration and whatever needs to be done for that show and for you, so you could put your energy on them to build more a uh, nice. Yeah, but sometimes physique. people are just set on doing a show no matter what. Well, my family's coming, I want to do it. And yeah. I'm like, you know what? Wow. That's okay for you. But for me, it's just to try to cram all that information in a four to six week period. Yeah. And then usually our check-ins in the off season are gonna be between every seven to 10 days and 12 weeks out, it's every seven. And then lower, it's going to be every three days and every two and every one. So typically, if an athlete joins in the off season, we do the proper off season, we do the prep. But if someone joins four weeks out, I mean, I'm going to be doing check-ins with them probably every two days to the show. Yeah. So that's so much more effort for me, for them to not even be ready. ready. For the show. Like, what's the point for me and for them? So yeah. I don't like to, I don't like to waste my time. I'm very efficient in what I do. And I like to use my time effectively, right? So if I know an athlete's not going to be ready and they want to do a show now, I mean, and even if they're like, I'm going to join another team because they can take me, do, go ahead. I, I, I don't do this for money. I do this because I love it. And the second I start putting athletes on stage for money, even though I know they're not going to be good, that's when I'm not going to want to do this anymore. So I'm, I don't do that. Would you say that you're, you're more selective now with the athlete that's signing in compared to when you started? I would say yes and no. So... Maybe my first couple of years, if I had an athlete that really wanted to do a show early, yeah, I would maybe just take them and be like, let's do the, let's hope for the best. But now I'm really, yeah, I am selective. And as far as selectiveness, it's not, do they have good genetics? It's if they're willing to listen, they're coachable yeah, and they want to work hard. So yeah. if an athlete has terrible genetics and, but they can afford coaching and they want to do a show to be the best version of themselves, I'll take them. It's no problem. As long as they'll listen to me. I've had athletes where amazing, they have amazing genetics just gifted physically, but they're not coachable and stuff too. And I'll just kick them off my team. I've, <laughs> yeah. this past yeah. couple, I don't like kicking people off my team. I really do not. And it's very rare, but this last, I think three, four months, I've yeah. done it maybe three, three girls where yeah. they're just like, don't listen to anything. I mean, very argumentative. I mean, when I wanted to do a show in two weeks and I'm just like, it's just, it has to, it takes a lot and it's not necessarily kicking off the team. It's just being like, basically, listen. I don't think we're a good match. And I think that you'd be better off just yeah. hiring another coach. And I'll literally just give them a refund. I don't even, I don't want drama. I don't want, but yeah. it's just, if I know that we're not going to be a good match, which is rare, I would say under 0.5%. So like under half a percentage of the time. So maybe one out of 200 girls, I'll be like, listen, this is not working for me. It's obviously not working for you. And I just, I'd rather not waste my time. And when it's someone that's just, I've done this to Olympians too, where it's just, this is not worth my energy and stress level. Because of just, yeah. it's usually the personality of the athlete and they're just either very unreliable or just, I mean, check in once every three weeks and then, yeah. but it takes a lot, right? The lies sometimes. Oh, yeah, the, oh, the... oh man, don't even. <laughs> don't get me started. Yeah, man. we can get this started if you want. <laughs> I mean, what, one of the craziest things, I'll say like a, a crazy thing, you know, obviously no names stuff too, but 
we're in Athlete in April. And she was editing her check-in photos. Yeah. Oh, wow. And I called her once and I was like, I called her. I was like, listen, you can't be doing this. This is, this makes no sense. She's like, yeah, but I send you the pictures of how I envision my, I want my body to look like. And I was just like, if you ever do this again, we're not working together. And I, I, I could, I, I checked and I, I looked just because of her personality and I could tell that something was off and just like the character of this person. Mm-hmm. So then I looked back at all the check-ins and all the check-ins she sent me from the start were edited. But you were really good because when you figured it out, I looked at the picture, the pictures, and I was like, it was like some little detail that you can realize, okay, this picture has been edited because- You have to could, really look. Yeah, because yeah. you couldn't tell just like that. So you really had the height and you- Yeah, I, I really examined all the pictures my clients sent me. Like, I'll really zoom in, make sure like yeah. just everything. And this one, I caught her and I was just like, if you ever do this again, we're not going to work together. And she literally did it again two weeks later. So I was like, listen, it's not going to work. And then she did a show with some other coach, I guess, and she came like last place and then posted pictures on her Instagram and they were all edited from yeah. stage photos. And I was like, you know what? This is. Yeah. Well, so, so many things. And I mean, in three years, maybe like you couple said, times a couple happened. times. So it's not a lot. Sometimes like maybe three, four athletes in, in the last three years. So I've definitely been declining really... more people recently, I feel, because I'm really just going for quality and when I could tell someone's personality is not going to match with mine, I'm like, you know what? I'm not even going to waste my time. For example, there was a Reddit, there was a, uh, a thread on there and someone said, is this reasonable to ask a team or a coach to send me like a basic program so I can see how they work? Yeah. They wanted like a basic diet and training and yeah. everyone was like, no, that's ridiculous. If an athlete asked me, Hey, can you send me like a diet and a, a training so I can see how you work? I'd be like, we're not going to work no. together. And then I was actually talking to another top coach in the industry two days ago. And he's like, hey, I'm saying you an athlete. I don't want to, I don't want to take this girl on my team. And I was like, if you don't want to take her, I probably don't want to take her because she <laughs> yeah, had really good obviously. genetics. She had good genetics. And I was like, what did she do? He's like, she, we were doing an inquiry and she asked me what my vision is as a coach for this year and for next year. And he's, whoa, he's, I'm not doing a job interview. Like he's, mm-hmm. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he mentioned here, let me find this message, but. It was important because you can really just tell people's character based on usually your initial conversation with them. He goes, she asked me this question and I don't apply for jobs. I have too much pride for it. She goes, do you have any goals as a bikini coach for the next years? What drives you as a coach? And then he goes, it's an easy pro card, but you can tell right away the athlete has an ego and that's not going to end well. They're interviewing world level coaches to see if the coach is good enough for them versus the average person who thinks they'd be honored to be accepted by the coach. A big ego will always second guess you, be self-centered and you'll never, sh- and never show, and you'll never show them enough attention. And it's true. Sure. An athlete that asks that question right off the way, like they're trying to like interview to, to work for them. I mean, you can tell right away that the athlete's going to be very, very difficult to coach and that they're going to want, they're never going to give you the reins of their full prep. Yeah. They're gonna I mean, be- it's okay for them to ask questions, to understand sometimes your protocol, your decision or yeah, why so, they, so, but there's a difference between asking question and try to take control of your own prep. I mean, you're hiring your coach. Well, look, I think asking questions in, in the inquiry, like, Hey, you do a macro a diet approach. What yeah. do you think of my physique? This like all kinds of basic questions, but the second it turns into an interview, do you do, I'm, I'm interviewing five coaches and, and I'm seeing which one is good enough for me. It's, you know, yeah, what? you're shopping. I yeah, mean. It, it's not even shopping, which is, you can go ask, see different personalities and see yeah. which one suits you. But like that, a question like that is just, he, what he said, I was like, you're exactly dead on. That's exactly the type of athlete that they would be. And they would, 
want to control their diet. They would second guess you. They, they yeah. would think that you're doing things wrong. They would think that there's, you can tell right away off just a simple question how the athlete's personality is. Yeah. And you're going to be dead on 95% of the time. Yeah. It's the situation that on the peak week, they'll be like eating whatever. It's not on their plan because they feel like their body works better this way and not listening to you. Yeah, and we had another like vicious circle of. Yeah, we had another girl on my team. I, she was two weeks off from a show and she was very argumentative with me also as I yeah. need to peak. I need the carbs. I need this. I'm like, listen, you've never really been stage lean before. And you never really been full and you're not pro, right? She always comes like top like six or eight in like pro qualifiers. And I'm like, you pay me to be your coach. Let me coach you, right? Yeah. And we're two weeks out and she's like, James, I'm depleted. I'm flat. I'm this. I'm that. I'm this. I'm like, okay. I'm like, you still need to lose body fat on your lower half. And I've already done a couple carbs with her and it didn't help her body fat levels. It, her weight went up. So she's like, please just trust me. I know my body. And the, that's the, the worst thing is when an amateur says, I know my body. That's yeah. just, okay. Yeah. Is <laughs> and then you look at their stage pictures and they never know their body. Yeah. But anyways, she's like, I need a carb up. I need this. I'm like, and she's arguing with me for literally an hour while I'm at a show. I was at the natural pro qualifier. She's arguing with me on text for an hour. I'm like, you know what? Fine. Do a carb up. I said, what do you want to eat for your carb up? She goes, uh, I want rice, oatmeal, whatever. I'm like, you know what? Have your rice and oatmeal. Be specific on how much you're having. And then send me a check-in tomorrow. Sends me a check-in next day. Goes, oh, I feel like I look much better, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay. And she's like, just to be honest with you, I've been carving up the entire week. And for the last five days, I've been having oats and rice. And this is why I'm looking better. And I'm like, we're not working together anymore. Because mm -hmm. you literally just argue with me for an hour saying that you need a carb because you're flat. And then you tell me after you send the check in the following day that you've been doing this for the past week. And then I'm wondering in my head why she's not leaning down, why her waist's not dropping, why her physique isn't progressing. And she's doing her own diet behind yeah. my back two weeks after the show. And I'm like, listen. I mean, we're not going to work together anymore because there, there's you breached our my trust for you, and I'm never going to really trust you again. And it's not that it's different if an Olympian does it, but it's just like you're an amateur and you never turn pro before, yeah. right? And you never really played Super Ryan pro qualifiers. Why don't you let the coach who yeah. makes the most pro cards in the world guide you? Like, why do you need a coach if you're if you know what you're doing with your body best? Yeah, you don't exactly. They pay and then she you did for the that. she did North American. She just came end of the first call out, like eighth or ninth or something, whatever. And then we had the same thing with, I had to remove her from my team. And then she actually, she messaged me back two days later and she said, you know what, James, you're 100% right. I really apologize and I should have never done that. And she realized what she did, but then, I mean, at that point, it's just, there's a breach of trust and I'm not going to. You never know. I'm, I don't like to, to do, so she was checking with me every day, right? And then every day I'm like, in my head, it's, I'm trying to figure out a puzzle. Like, why is your body not responding? What am I doing wrong? What can we fix? And then on the back end, I don't know because. She's doing these things and not telling me, right? And that I cannot, that I don't deal with. I don't care if yeah. you're an Olympian. I, we need communication. If you're doing things and lying to me as a coach, I don't, we're not work together. No, I don't care. Go anywhere. I don't care if you miss Olympia. Yeah. yeah. And we had another athlete last year and same thing. I know my body. I'm going to carb up, blah, 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 blah. And then we did North Americans. She came, what, six or seven or something. I don't know. And then did two shows. Then she did compete alone this year last place and then just the North Americans came last call out and open and masters. And it's just like these people that know their body yeah. as amateurs, they never really turn pro and very rare. The, the ego really just hurts them as a, an athlete because they don't want to give anyone the reins and someone who just knows their own body is never going to get in their condition. They're not going to have the really good posing because they think that they're just perfect as at, at a certain point. Yes. You understand your body, but you never turn pro. So you don't really know how far 
you could your body could react to a certain protocol and and I don't know maybe at certain at a certain point you don't really see yourself right so we have so many athletes oh I'm nine weeks out and I I feel fat and you're like you're almost ready so they don't really see themselves properly so how can you really tell that your own body and you even Olympians they feel that way too yeah. I spoke about it in my last podcast is like even the couple of Olympians think they're fat but yeah it's not the athletes it's mostly the ones that are like. I know my body, I need more carbs, I'm, I'm flat. Yeah. Like, it's like you're an amateur. Yes, you know your body, you know how you feel, but you don't know how to make yourself look best because you've never looked the reasonable best. on stage yeah. before, really. Yeah. You never had a broad pro physique. So what do you really know about your body? Yeah. Do you know how to bring yourself to a pro physique? No, because you've never done it before, right? So, yeah, yeah. I think that's one of the, that's one of the main reasons why I would not want to stop coaching someone, but it's very rare. I mean, maybe twice a year. No, not whatever. so much. Not so much. Yeah. All our athletes are fantastic. I love my athletes. Yeah. Yeah. So great. And so <laughs> what other questions do people typically ask? Oh, uh, wow. Okay. I have so many. I'll just put a, a few. Um, okay. Okay. I have one here. Okay. From first time competitor or amateur, should I start the prep first and then I pick a show or I pick a show and after that I sign up? For Team Atlas. What would you typically tell them? Typically. Pop quiz. Pop quiz. I will ask them first to send me a picture of their physique to look at their genetics and their potential in the team. And most of the time, I will send, tell them to sign up with us and we will work together on finding a show for them. But if they ask you, so the question was, are you going to find them a show or is it the lifestyle thing? You're no, saying, it's it's a for contest prep. Oh yeah, you so they usually, want to find a show. So yeah, usually you prefer to book a show with them. Yeah, that yeah. I mean, you prefer to do that than them. Set. Sometimes they want to do a show, and you're like, okay, let's do it because they are ready, or they might be ready for the show. But most of the time, you like to be to work with them a little bit longer, like at least six months, to see how they can improve. Yeah. So if it's an amateur, and I give them like, yeah, usually their goal is to turn pro. So. I'll build like this strategic plan for yeah. what shows they shouldn't do and be like, we're going to do a regional show, let's say in the middle of June and then do universe the first week of July, depending yeah. on their age, et cetera. Typically we'll do that. And then to select a show, I mean, we can, we usually do it together Yeah. or they can just pick a regional show where they live exactly. in the time frame that I give them and then we can go from there. Yeah. Yeah. So for all the inquiries of ladies that they want to know if they have to pick a show before you no, sign up, don't. not really. We will work together. And you often like to select shows that you could be there also. Yeah, if so it's if there's possible. like two different shows on the same day, I'm like, I know I'm going to be at one. Yeah. I'd rather you come to the show that I'm at if it's close to you so that I can peek you in person. And sometimes athletes want to do like shows that are very unstrategic. For example, that girl that wanted to compete at the end of October. And I'm like, you're going to waste another, whatever, we were like a couple weeks ago or something. You're going to waste another like six, seven weeks dieting down when yeah. you already have no muscle. Instead, if you can use that six, seven weeks, go into off season and grow. Or like people that want to do like a pro qualifier at the end of the year, like a master's, like the one in November, yeah. where it's like there's only one pro car pro overall. I'm like, that's not strategic at all. You should do the ones like in July and August and first week of September. So you have three show, three pro qualifier shows in like a six-week span yeah. versus one in the middle of the winter that's completely away. And you want to try to get the most out of every prep. And yeah. you want to have a coach that strategizes your preps for you and your show selection so that you can get the most out of your preps. You don't want to do prep for one show wait six months and wait six months show. and do another one you're not going to really have a good experience and at least you can have a big off season and then do like a couple shows like in a small time 
in a small time period, and then you can go into off season again. That's yeah. the best. You don't want to be doing shows four or five months apart every time. You're never going to progress. And at one point, you might also lose sight of your goal if the if there's six months between the shows. Yeah, it's yeah. tough to be like go up and down. Yeah. You never have time for a break. No, and you cannot really improve in your off season because okay, you're gonna stop for six months, wait for six months. You're gonna improve certain part, but after that, you need to prep again. Prep. So your off season is not really been efficient or beneficial for your. Yeah, you're not gonna progress. really gain any muscle. And the thing is, it's very easy to keep a girl stage lean once they're lean for let's say four to six weeks. After that, it's like kinds of that their body gonna get yeah. tired. So better to get. Just get that competing done in a short time period instead of doing shows every three, four months. It makes no yeah. sense. You're yeah. going to always look the same. So Exactly. So, so especially if you need to improve certain things, you need to go on, uh, on a good off-season. Which, talking about off-season, for you, what's the idea, ideal off-season? How long should be the, your off-season for an athlete? It depends. I mean, if an athlete wants to turn pro, And they have a really good pro physique. I'm like, let's do the show now. So this is so rare, but I had a, actually it's happened a couple of times this year. I had a girl, Tanya, she was doing, she was prepping for the North, yeah. the North Americans. And two weeks out, I'm like, she lived in New York already. I'm like, can you do the universe in two weeks? Because she, yeah. she's like, I guess, am I getting ready? I'm like, you're going to be ready. Let's do it in two weeks. Yeah. So we changed it. We literally, her 10 week prep went to two week prep. Yeah. We dropped down to two weeks and she did the show and turned pro. So yeah. like just strategically as a coach, like that's, a pat on my back because I, I realized where she was in prep and I realized that she was ready way ahead of time and that we can yeah. do the show. I had another girl, Luba now, she's she just joined uh, two, three weeks ago and she's supposed to do a show in November and yeah. she lives close and I'm like, if we gun this right now, we can get you ready in two weeks Yeah, and put you on stage and she's going to do a show next week and do really well. Yeah, I mean, that happens sometimes, but Doesn't as far me. as like how long people need for an off season, usually six months or a year at least. If they have like really minimal amount of muscle mass like a year sometimes yeah. maybe two if you really but yeah it just depends on the longer the better because that's going to give it the more time you have the more the better you're going to look if you're doing it properly with a coach right so for sure. if an athlete's with me for two years and they do a two-year let's say off season let's just say whatever they're small they're going to look a lot better doing it with me than doing it on their own because they're going to be guided properly so yeah 100 and that leads to another question that i receive often in in the inquiries Should I do my off-season in the lifestyle approach or should I do it in the contest prep approach? Always, con if you're planning to do a show, you should do the contest prep approach. Yeah. approach. Unless you're like a complete beginner, you don't know how to train, you don't know how to lift weights, you yeah. don't know how to diet, you don't know how to do anything, maybe start lifestyle. But if you already know the basics and you yeah. want to eventually compete, I would definitely just go the competition route and don't bother with going lifestyle. Yeah. If you're not looking to compete for any reason, then I would just go lifestyle. For sure. Yeah. 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 Because if you if your goal is to compete, there's so many things that you need. We need to work on the off season. Like for example, you need to work on your posing. You need to work on your stretching. We need to make sure that your vacuum and your the way you breathe, your cores are tight. There's so many things. Uh, your X frame. You need to to have proper workout plan made for building the glutes. And not I'm saying that in the lifestyle, it's not the goal, but but it's just a different. different. You don't want like an like a kind of the bikini like. X-frame type thing. You're not yeah. going to really learn posing. You're not going to learn yeah. really a certain flexibility, a certain stretching protocols for pose. Yeah. There's a lot of it's intricate different. details that comes with prep that you're not yeah. going to get in the lifestyle exactly. because lifestyle is not focused on going on stage. Exactly. Prep is focused on going on stage and building that type of physique. And you can still do lifestyle 
if you want to not step on stage and have a bikini look. Yeah. But you're not going to learn the posing and all of those things that would come with uh, contest prep. So. Yeah, and it's going to be different too. You mean you do lifestyle you, because you want a, the bikini look. You you'll never go. I don't think you never go that lean as bikini yeah. to step on stage. and stuff. Yeah, and yeah so it's going to be different because the goal in the lifestyle is to have healthy habit that you're going to be able to keep all year long and make sure that your progress, you can maintain your progress. You can stuff. do like a photo shoot and stuff too with a lifestyle program. That's yeah. fine. But I, but you're never going to be that lean. If there's some girls that are like ectomorphs that can get shredded, yeah, like, you know, yeah, the, genetically. True. But I'm saying like the whole, I think if you want it for sure, if you want to do a prep, do the contest prep packages yeah. that we have, not the lifestyle, because once again, you're going to be missing out on a lot of the intricate details that we introduce to you when you're doing yeah, a contest yeah, prep. Yeah, certain ebooks, certain documents that we that you do. And and during the offseason too is when you want to learn the posing and, yeah. and work on your flexibility and stuff too. So you don't just do lifestyle program for offseason and then do contest prep for Three prep. Months. It doesn't make any sense. You yeah. need all the progress you're making is during your offseason phase. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So other question. You have any more questions? Yeah. I wrote a few. We have here. I have a few that you sent me. You want to go through that? Okay, yeah. Let's do that. Athletes with menopause and how it affects them. Oh. Typically, I don't have any issues with women going through menopause or dealing with any type of hormonal imbalance related to their menstrual cycle. Yeah. As far as like birth control stuff too, I mean, it could affect you. I never tell an athlete to go off birth control because, I mean, getting pregnant in prep is, it's happened a lot of times yeah. before I've seen, <laughs> and it's not something you want to deal with, and nope. it's going to stop your prep. So take your birth control, and typically you can counteract the effects of birth control that it might have with antiestrogens and PDs, yeah. which typically athletes are going to take regardless. But I definitely wouldn't stop birth control just to do contest prep. Just to do contest prep, no. yeah. But what about in their 40s or 50s, menopause and a weight gain? I, so I how... find like typically women in their 40s and 50s like lose weight faster and look leaner because they really? their skin's a lot thinner. Yeah, okay. typically don't. It's very interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's typically a thing where it's all in your 20s, you lose weight fast, but I mean, getting clients like super shredded that are like 45, 50, usually it's easier because they just, it's weird. Their skin is like thinner and I don't, obviously that shouldn't affect their metabolism, but I just feel like they could just get leaner unless they're like Asian or something where they have really thick skin. Yeah. But yeah, I don't really feel that it affects weight loss that much, okay. to, to be honest, especially if they're taking PDs. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. How do I know Team Alice is a good fit for me? It's very simple. I always say... Just ask my clients. Yeah. You're, yes, so, you're interviewing a coach. Yes, you want to know their personality. But instead of asking the person that you want to, let me give you an example, okay? Let's say you want to buy someone on Amazon, right? Are you going to go and go to the company's website and look at things that they post about themselves? Or are you going to look through the reviews and so see what true. everyone is talking about, everyone is saying about them, right? No, you're going to look mm -hmm. at the one-star reviews. You're going to look at the five-star reviews. You're going to see what their clients are saying about their product, right? So yeah. same thing for me. Go I post all my clients on my Instagram stories, whatever, go message any one of them, ask them their opinion on me, how I am as a coach, how Claire is, how Victoria is, how fast our inquiries are, how detail oriented we are. Ask our clients how I am. Yeah. And see, ask, ask five of them, ask 10 of them, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But that's the best way. I, that's what I would do if I was trying to inquire to join a team, just like I do when I buy things on Amazon. I look at their reviews. I don't look yeah. at the company's website and saying what they say about themselves. I don't care. Yeah. That's your bias, right? So. Obviously, we can have a phone call station and we can go through it, but I feel like the most effective way is to just go to the clients of the product or the service that yeah. you're trying to purchase and get feedback from them to see how they actually feel behind the scenes when everything is, once you make the payment. Some people are different. Once, 
once you make the payment and you do the inquiry, then the coaches just, they fuck, they go fuck off and they don't really, and they, they don't, don't care anymore. But I mean, if you really want to find out, ask the clients of the, the coach. Yeah. I mean, and we have so many good reviews and so many success stories also that you can, they can find like on Instagram or on the website. And yeah. If you want to look at like the, like the results, like the results, you yeah. want to turn pro Well, I mean, we make the most pros in the world for yeah. bikini every year for the past three years now. So if that's your goal, obviously I'm the best at doing that. So that yeah. could be a good fit for you. But as far as like how you're going to, how your process is going to be during your prep or just ask my clients, yeah. ask any of them you want. And at the same time, everyone is different. I mean, some, someone could have a very hard prep and be like, oh yeah, I did three hours of cardio and I was like. It's so uh, rare, but I mean, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, it's so yeah. rare, but so it's good to ask many different athletes. But I feel like, have, like if you're like asking like how hard was your prep? I mean, you probably shouldn't even be competing anyways, to be honest. I mean, you're not even in the right mind. <laughs> yeah, I think ask true. questions like, is he responsive? Does he get back to you? How detailed is he? Does he care? What kind of, just things like that. I think, because yeah. then you're going to get a good feel. But if you're like, does he give you cheat meals? How much card are you doing? Well, first of all, everyone's prep is different. Yeah. And if that's your first thought, I mean, you probably shouldn't be competing in the first but that's place. The, it's funny that you say that because I have I'm sure, a couple I'm times sure. inquiries of people like, He's the, I mean, I've heard that he's going to give me like 900 color calories diet. I'm going to do three hours of if cardio. If you need to be on 900 calories uh, for a certain period of time, I do two hours of cardio yeah. to get you where you need to be. We're going to do it. I mean, or you can go on stage not ready. And all the top coaches would agree that sometimes athletes, you need to do that. You get them ready. And is that your concern or you're like, I can't be, I've had some of the weirdest things where it's like, some girls are like, I can't go under 80 grams of fat. And I'm just like, you're never going to get staging ever. So yeah. it just doesn't, it's not a re, real, yeah. your goals don't align with reality. That's the know? thing. So like, the goal, some of them, they want to stay, I want to do a healthy prep, healthy. I want to stay healthy until the show. I think there's something very. Con yeah, we con had, con uh, we had one recently where it's like, doesn't want to take PDs, no problem, but wants to turn pro. I told her they're never going to turn pro naturally just with her genetics, very yeah. thick skin, very slow ability to gain muscle mass, very hard time losing fat, right? And structurally not too great. So no problem. And then she was like, anytime she would go, go below 1500 calories in prep, she'd be like, I feel unhealthy. I lost my period. I'm like, she's like I want to do this prep with like over 1500 calories. I'm like, I, I explained to her so many times, you cannot just get tie-ins and stage lean being over a certain calorie amount just because yeah. you want to be that way. It's not, your body's just not going to be like, okay, I guess we're not going to go below this and we're going to get stage lean just because you, that's how you decided. Yeah. And she's, my doctor says I need to eat more. Of course your doctor says you need to eat of more course. because you're like, you're in a kind of a starve, starve, she wasn't even starving at 1500 calories, but no. you're in like a, you're in a calorie restricted state Yeah. and you're in a calorie deficit. So your doctor's like, you're already lean, so you should eat more. Like it's not, it doesn't go hand in hand. Yeah, because on just, the eyes of the doctor the process that she is she's doing and she wasn't not even healthy, that lean yet but... really it was like 12 weeks out look yeah. it wasn't like shredded it was still like yeah. she had to lose like 12 pounds and yeah it's from the doctor's look it's just not healthy and she's how do i do this more healthy it's, you're already natural yeah you're on 1500 calories and you're doing like 40 minutes of cardio i mean i don't know what you want to do to get you staging yeah. and, and i and that's actually i think one of a client that i said listen i'm just gonna give you a refund because i don't want to take any more of your time in my time because it's just there was like no budging it's, i don't want to go under 1500 calories I don't want to go under 50 grams of fat. I don't want to do over like 45 minutes cardio and it's, and I don't want to take PDs. It's weren't like a, we're stuck right here yeah. and you don't want to go, you don't want to get stage lean, right? In a exactly. realistic matter, there's no other option literally. Yeah. You know? Because in for some athlete, even if you don't take I know, pads, And it was all that, plus yeah. I wanted to turn pro. It doesn't make any sense. Like it doesn't. No. 
I mean, if she had the genetics and everything for her, yeah. I've had mate. some athletes never go under 1,500 calories before, exactly. but she had all the wrong genetics. Exactly. And plus so all the limitations not... and then still wanting to have an unrealistic yeah. realistic goal. It's sorry, we don't live in fairy tale land. Oh, for sure. I mean, even doing a show, bringing your body fat so low to, to do a contest show, and there's nothing healthy to bring your body fat that low. So for yeah, you and to for have... For her, the... she wasn't even close. She yeah. didn't have any abs visible. It was exactly. not even close. And so those, I knew there was such a, so much more to lose that I was like, we're not even close to being there. Oh, You're going to no. be on much higher cardio, much lower calories. And I always think this actually goes into one other topic. It's people like want to do healthy preps, right? Yeah. I don't want to take PDs. It's okay. But let's say you took a stimulant or an antiestrogen or whatever, and then that allows you to only have to do one hour cardio versus three hours cardio if you're a natural. Yeah. What's healthier? Taking a bit of PDs or doing three hours of cardio and running your body into the ground. And that's also going to ruin your testosterone and yeah. your hormones and everything. And it's just, I mean, which one's healthier at the end of the day? I mean, I... That's a very good question. Typically, as I said before, in one of the other podcasts, where it's like, the ones that typically rebound and gain tons of weight are usually the natural clients. It just depends 100% on how they reverse diet, not the PDs. Obviously, you can do PDs very poorly and in a health, unhealthy manner, but yeah. I don't think that doing prep naturally is more unhealthy than doing it with PDs. I, I honestly don't from experience and from the results of the clients and like all the clients that like wanted to have kids and stuff after, even though they took PDs, they all ended up getting pregnant. Yeah. All of them, seriously, all of them like that. Look at like even a lot of the past Olympian stuff too. I'm not going to say names, yeah. but all in PDs, they all had kids after. And yeah. if you're like already predisposed to like some genetic condition where you can't have kids, we're going to be screwed regardless of the PDs or not. But obviously I'm not going to say PDs don't hinder that in some way or form because it could, because you're going to lose your period while yeah. you might lose your period while on PDs. But I don't think that doing prep naturally and trying to get to that stage condition is healthier than taking a bit of PDs in a supervised manner. Exactly. I, I but you said the word supervised. So if you take PDs, a steroid whatsoever, if it's like supervised and you have a protocol that's been followed and you follow it and you don't take anything else than what your coach is telling you to do. And you get your blood work done. And also if you have like yeah. an endocrinologist that could check your blood work and exactly. a lot of clients like taking TRT from their endocrinologist, stuff like that too. There's exactly. ways to do it properly. There's ways to do it yeah. you know, in a stupid manner. But once again, I don't think doing prep naturally is healthier than doing it with PDs if you're trying to get contest lean and yeah. be competitive. I, I, I think it's probably more unhealthy to do it naturally, honestly. 100% I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it that's doesn't a, make any sense. No, that's like a crazy thing to say, but I, it's, I thought about this a lot and I was like, you know, the girl that say that has, that's never going to get the girl, there's some girls that can never get like tie-ins naturally and just very, they're very thick skin on their legs. And if you had to, if you did everything it took you to get that, that level of condition, you would be emaciated by the end of your contest prep. You would have no more muscle, no more fat. You'd be bones and skin to get like yeah. that lean. Right. And you would not look good. So is that, and obviously as a coach, you would never bring a client to that point. But I'm no, just saying, no. if you did everything naturally, naturally to get to that situationing, yeah. you would be so much more unhealthy than taking PDs and getting there in an unnatural way. You're not going to have to yeah. be emaciated or destroy your body. So yeah. if you think you're doing three hours of cardio a day and starving yourself is uh, great on your hormones, even naturally, it's not. There's no healthy prep, natural or unnatural. No. Not, there's no, that's why they're like, I want to do prep natural or healthy. It's, we're going to do it as healthy as we can. But exactly. I mentioned this before, like getting fast stage condition is not healthy in any way. And it's not useful for your body, even from an evolutionary standpoint, right? 
I mean, I think you have to be over 50% body fat to even get pregnant or like in, in a recommended pregnant, 50% is the lowest. Yeah. And on stage lean, you're like 8% or whatever you are. There's no benefit for you to be that lean. So it's not healthy for you to be in that state regardless. You obviously want to minimize the potential risk and unhealthy yeah. behavior, but a healthy prep in itself isn't doesn't really make any sense in itself because you're doing unhealthy things. Well, it's, it's, it's not healthy to do three hours cardio. It's not healthy yeah. to be on 900 calories. It's not healthy to whatever. So yeah, healthy prep doesn't really exist. I mean, mm -hmm. when we be the healthiest, you can be the the least harmful possible. Yes, but I mean exactly. uh, to have a healthy prep where your hormones are not going to be a little bit out of out of balance and your blood work is going to be perfect through through the doesn't doesn't exist. You yeah. can't. Unless you go on prep, unless you go on stage and you're fat. If you go on stage and you're in 20% body fat, you can have a healthy prep. Yes. But the <laughs> yeah. question is, what are you doing on stage? <laughs> yeah. You want to be competitive or and I'm not saying yeah. to sacrifice your health to be competitive. I'm just saying competing is a bit of a sacrifice of health. Yes. And it's just in its general manner of what it is. In For itself. the sport. I mean, the sport, yeah. you do bodybuilding. So you're bringing your, you're building your body. To bring out its best so we can see aesthetically aesthetically yes. so we need you need to be lean for the judge to judge you to judge your physique and to get that lean even for a man is not healthy yeah so it yeah. doesn't mean you're going to kill yourself it just means that your hormones are going to be out of whack during that time period and you need to it's part of the, the process it's part of the game yeah yeah so next question claire healthy competitive spirit the importance of having great synergy between our girls especially when wow. we have numerous girls competing in the same show it's super important i'm I mean, you have to be, what can I say that? We are very lucky because all our athletes and we have like big shows with a lot of, so the North American, we have like more than 20 athletes competing. No problem. All the girls were cheering each other. And it's super important because you don't want, you don't want to have a star. Like you mentioned in one of your previous podcasts, mm -hmm. you don't want to have that superstar that. Giving all their attention to, yeah. Exactly. It's super important that they have the synergy. They can cheer for each other. And support each other and be there for each other. Someone, for example, lost a jewelry while the other guy, oh, yeah, I can help you. This is super important for the team and for the image. Going the on team. that, actually, just before we get into it more, like I had a pro do a show with Isa, and I felt like I gave Isa a little bit more of my time. Okay. And I talked, and the, the athlete that did that show, I told him, I'm like, I have Isa at this show. And it's not really a good idea to come to the show because it was our first show together. Okay. And I was just like, and then the athlete like didn't even book at the host hotel. They booked at like an Airbnb. So it was like 10 minutes away. It was just like a whole thing. And I was like, in the future, if I have a top Olympian at a show, yeah. I don't want anyone else at that show. I want just the top Olympian. So I, it's, you guys have no idea. It's so much stress when you have the yeah. entire industry looking at you for one athlete in one show. You want to put all your energy into that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when I have, it's very rare that happens, but if I have an ESA or let's say whatever, like a top 10 Olympian, yeah. then you want to just focus on all your energy on that. Yeah. And then everyone else can do like different shows. And it's not the athletes worth more or worth less. It's just, like there's so much stress involved with this situation. You don't want yeah. to bring anyone else into that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I explained that to her and she said, yeah, because like initially when she wanted to do the show, I was like, oh, if he said that show, I don't think it's a good idea. And they're like, oh, I'll do it anyways. And I think still did good. She came like top, I think 11th and her pro debut out of like 27 girls. But it was just like, if you booked at the host hotel. And we're doing a show where I don't have a top Olympian in it. We can work a lot better together. Yeah. Just you don't have to drive to my hotel and back and forth yeah, to do check-ins. It's just a nightmare. But as far as any uh, pro show or any like amateur show, whatever. Yeah. I don't give anyone extra attention than the others. I just, yeah. everyone's equal. And it's not really a stressful situation like coaching ISA where everyone in the industry is looking at you and how you do. And if you do bad, then you look like an idiot. And then if you do good, then you're smart. It's just like, 
there's so yeah. much pressure and stress that I don't want to be have anything outside around me during yeah. that like couple day period. But any other show, like I just said, everyone's the same. We're, yeah. we're trying to win. And even though it's an individual sport, it's nice when the girls have like camaraderie and they just they're backstage together and they're having fun yeah. and they're talking. And we have a really good group. And in the past, I I could pinpoint like three girls since started coaching yeah, I, that. I don't think it really happened often. I don't remember. I, no, you probably don't remember any because no, I don't. I, don't. I remember. I had. One girl, she was a Canadian girl, and she was just like very negative and mean to the other girls and stuff too. And I could go off my team after the show because yeah. I was just like, you're not allowed to talk to people like that and stuff too. And then she went to like other coaches and she's literally banned from every single top team in Canada. And no one will take her because she's the same way with everyone. And well, I talked to all the three of the other top coaches in Canada. They've all coached her. All the same thing. Like a okay. very big princess and just everything has to be her way and you have to come to her room for check-ins and this. And it's just, no. it's a nightmare. And it's just that person's never going to turn pro and. There's also two other pros in a circuit that have joined almost all of our big teams and they're very, the same way, very negative. All the other pros don't like them. It's just, they're very mean, no. very individual, very not nice. And you don't want like a cancer in the group that's going to yeah. bring down everyone's morale, right? So if a girl, if you have, let's say you have five girls at a show, they all worked all with you all year and they do a prep and they're at the show and you want, I want to have fun at the show, right? And if there's one girl that's like very negative and very mean and just like, you take that cancer out of your team. You don't want yeah. them to affect everyone else. And this has happened probably, I think, three times in eight years. It's very rare it's very that a girl rare. has like that terrible personality. But if they do and I see it, off my team right away. I don't deal with that shit. Yeah, I mean, it's their moment too. And all the athletes that come in, it's their moment too. They've been training so hard. They've been dieting, doing their cardio. They've been doing yeah, their They should homework. enjoy their weekend. You yes, don't want to be they a... Have, yeah. They have the right to enjoy their moment mm -hmm. too. And sometimes we have like maybe one, two, two to three athletes in the same bikini uh, group. Yeah. And they're competing against each other for that top no, yeah, first, first place, sometimes in their overall. I remember I won at the Toronto Pro, I mean, like, like two years. Yeah, we had a winner of every song. We won every song class. Yeah, no, we have one class and we didn't have a winner. Oh, uh, well, yeah, it was like eight classes. We won seven out yeah, of eight. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, so they we had all... seven girls in the overall out of the eight. Yeah. yeah. So they all, it was a great moment because all our athletes were well, competing to get that pro card. And even for some, they, they didn't win, obviously, because they have one or two pro cards. I, I don't remember. They were all cheering up for the winner after. And Was it the one that Victoria won? Yeah, I think it's the one. Yeah, uh, Victoria, Victoria won a pro and, uh, Yeah, Victoria uh, and our, another Asian client that yeah, won it after. Yeah, it was um, amazing. She came from like Korea or something. Yeah. And yeah, they... We had seven out of the eight of the overalls, and we won both the pro cards, obviously. Yeah. So. so that was a great moment, great synergy between the girls. And I think yeah, I never really had problems. I never really have complaints where it's like a girl's mean. It's so rare. Like, I got pinpoint three times, three different athletes, and all those athletes, I've talked to other coaches, and they all the same way with every yeah. other coach. So they're just, it's just like a bad person. Yeah. And they're just that way with everyone. And it's just, it's like cancer that never really get. And you just, if I ever see that kicked off the team, I don't care yeah. if you're a pro or Olympian or whatever, yeah. I, I don't. You're not going to ruin my other clients' experience at a show. They're no. the priority. And I want every client to have a good time and have a good experience. And if you're not worth it to me, no matter what, if you're just not a good person on my team. And yeah. I, you know me, I don't deal with bullshit. I'm very nice. And everyone knows <laughs> I'm very nice when you meet me, but I don't put up with bullshit. I don't put up with yeah. like poor attitude or like talking back to or yeah. like being a rude person. I That's like a no for me. Like oh, right You're off. a very nice person. Mm -hmm. But if someone doesn't respect you, or crosses a line or crosses the line. Yeah. You don't sugarcoat. You no. you go straight to the point. That's good. Yeah. And yeah. the thing is with you, I like you so much because we're very similar. We're very logical, right? Yeah. We're emotional, that's fine. But you're like in the past we've had to deal with other different people and they 
make a lot of other decisions based on emotion. And me and Claire yeah. are just very logical. We're like, this makes sense because of this. This doesn't make yeah. sense because of this. One plus two equals three. It's, there's no, this is the situation. How do we resolve it? It's always like logic, right? And that's yeah. why we got along so well. Cause it's just, I trust your decision-making and you trust my decision-making. And I can always talk to Claire about something and get her feedback. And she'll tell me straight up if it's reasonable or not, or, yeah. and we agree on, I don't think we've ever disagreed on anything. No, I don't, I don't think so. No. We're both, I like very logical, straightforward yeah. people that are just understand the way things are. It's, you know what I'm saying? Without, with, with, yeah. we're like questioning. We've had like discussions where we're like, is this person serious? And they're like, yeah, yeah. I can't even believe yeah, this is what they're saying. And it's, it's just crazy. And <laughs> yeah. not athletes, but other things. But it's yeah. just, you're just like, so it's just, okay. You think, I remember you're like, before you met me, you were like, I thought this person was, I, I knew something was off. I wasn't sure. And now that I, I reassured her, I was like, no, this is not normal. And yeah. she's okay. Now I really okay. understand that this is not like a normal behavior. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But you're like very, so nice. And I always Thanks. say that Claire's the best employee she is. She just goes above and beyond everything. Even like for, for inquiries, right? I didn't ask <laughs> her to do any of this stuff, but she like sends me an Excel document with all the yeah. amount of inquiries you get, how many positive transactions we get through, how many are, like explain your well, document that you send me every month. Because it's just by curiosity, I wanted to know, okay, how many inquiries do we receive a month? How many is for lifestyle? How many is for contest prep? Just to have some feedback, okay? So, for example, one time you, you did a reel for Lifestyle, and that night I received at least 25 I inquiries. I knew it was going to happen. I like knew 25 it. inquiries about, like, for Lifestyle. So I was like, okay, this is interesting. So I'm going to some, collect some data. Okay, so if they don't sign up, what's the reason? Is it because of the price? Is it because uh, they want to sign up later on? Because it's not a, a proper fit? I have my, some reasons and the conversion rate. Yeah. Just, she yeah. has, so then she gives me the breakdown of like yeah. per week, every month. So there's yeah. weeks every month and it's just, it's useful because we collect that and that's how we, yeah. we build our business and we can But learn. it's good. It's good to know because for example, if you're like, okay, I re we receive uh, for example, uh, 10 inquiries this week, actually it's 10 inquiries a day, but yeah. let's get 10 inquiries today and we sign up only two. What's the reason? At Claire's least? fired. <laughs> So what's the reason? Why can we improve mm. in our services? Talk about conversion rate is low, right? Yeah, but just that, how can we improve our services or to have more people signing up in for the team? There's Obviously, there's something wrong. Mm. So is it me? Is it me that's not answering properly? Am I missing something? Well, it's not really, it's just like hypothetical situation. This isn't, yeah. this isn't real life. Like we don't have that problem, but <laughs> no. if it were to be a problem, we'd be like, in what part of the inquiry process are we not able to make a conversion towards a sale? Exactly, right? exactly. But this is exactly what I'm saying. This is something that Claire did on her own initiative without me even asking because she's like an A1 excellent employee. Yeah. And this is the type of star you want on your team as an assistant that can just, they go above and beyond what they, what you expect them to do. And your salary now is pretty good, yeah. right? I mean, you're probably happy and you can live comfortably. Yeah. And yeah. I Not mean, I, but I want to keep her forever, no matter what company I run. Yeah. Like she's just like an, I wish I can have her doing every job of every company ever and clone her because yeah. it'd be great, but I can't do that. So no. we're going to, I remember one time I was like, can you do this too? And it was like, I really, I can't. So no, I'm like, all I right, fuck Claire. I'm like, got to hire oh. someone else. Yeah, because I mean, I, it's not everyone that that know, but I Team Atlas is not my first job. Mm -hmm. I have another job, so I have to split like you, you own a company too, right? Yeah, I own a company. So what your company is it's you... Boutique Looks. It's in the fashion industry, so it's totally different than the, the fitness, and it's more it's consignment 
about luxury items. So I resell luxury goods for stylists. People have a lot, but they spend too much money and stuff like that. So how many hours a day do you work for Team Alice, do you think? I'll say it depends of the day, the day of the week. Approx three or four hours a day. Mm -hmm. But that's three. like full, like on, like focus for three, four hours yeah, a day? Yeah, I'll say three, yeah. four hours a day. Okay. Yeah. All right. Which is good. Yeah, that's good. One last question. What's your criteria to select a new coach? We have a new coach that's going to start with us in, officially in the 1st of Oct October 1st. And because a lot of people know, even like last year, I don't think you would ever thought that we have a new coach mm -hmm. working for Team Atlas. And this year you decided, okay, it's, it's time, time yeah. to grow. It's not about growing. It's just time to well, anticipate yeah. the future. Because yeah. I just, we're getting so many more athletes this year. And just, I know in the future we will too. I just want to be able to adapt before I'm in a position where I'm forced to adapt. Right. So I want to be preemptive and. I'm already at my like, limits. I can't do any more. So I want to just be able to hire a new coach to do that. And the yeah. way I selected that is basically I worked with her for three years and I just yeah. saw her personality. And she's like a single mom of two and she has her own little business. And I really respect organized, efficient. Everyone on my team is like that. Yeah. Efficient, organized, effective with their time. Don't fuck around. Don't waste their time. Like they're very, everyone's like A1 personality. Yeah. And that's the type of people I only hire and get on my team. And she, I just learned her personality through hanging out with her, through coaching her, through seeing how she works. And I, I hired her for another little job and I just monitor how she's been doing for the last three or four months as I was training her to be a coach before. And yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm, I want to hire her to do this. And I'm, yeah. there's already, I'm already thinking about the future, maybe one or two more. Cause I already asked her, I'm like, what if you're at capacity, yeah. what are you going to do? What's your plan if we're at capacity? If you're at capacity, I don't know. I was going to ask you. I was like, okay, that answers my question is I'm going to already, yeah. I already asked one other person, Hey, if this person has capacity, can you. Yeah. And hire you to do to do the next job. So I'm always one step ahead. So I'm not in a, a situation where I'm fucked. Yeah, that's, it's it's you like. Yeah, you don't want to be in a situation where it's like you have a huge amount of clientele or something you're selling and you can't fulfill that service yes. or the order. And it's, that's a if you're in that position as a business owner, you made a mistake. So you always got to say one or two steps ahead and make sure that you're able to take it in and you're hiring the right people to manage those tasks for the future or for now. Yeah. You took the steps in the last in the, the last years to have more time, good quality time to answer your the check-in. And now that we have more and more athletes, you're traveling way more often. Yeah. You have like big weekends and we have way more check-ins. So it's more Yeah, I need to keep I need to keep reducing the little tasks that I don't need to do yeah. and give them to other people on my employee roster yeah. so I can focus on, that's why I talked about the last podcast. So I can focus yeah. on just the check-ins and doing what I got to do for work. And once again, my reminders list is infinite. I don't stop ever, but I need to use my time. It's all about effective yeah. time management. Yeah. I can't be doing tasks that I can hire someone else to do yeah. when I can just be focused on like the bulk of the, like the skill-based labor that is requested from me when I'm hired as a coach. Yeah. So having another coach will be, it's, it's great because she'll be able to, Take a part of our athletes that they want to have that team atlas variance. Yes, but name. also I'm going to be like in the group chat and exactly. looking over things yeah. and helping with the peak weekend. Like they're going to have still team atlas quality, yeah, but without me being their head coach. But exactly. if someone trained by me, yeah, who I'm going to be monitoring and she's already been working like in this field for a long time, and it's not just like a random yeah. here. Let's hear new coach hiring every week. I uh -huh. never will never see that. It's always someone that I trust a lot. It's someone that I've vetted. It's someone that I've worked with and personally always coached. That's someone that I, I can trust with my life that I, that I hire because I, and I get asked, Hey, how do you, I get this question actually, 
Hey, can I be your next coach? I'm like, I typically would come to them and ask them. I typically wouldn't get like, oh yeah, I guess you can coach me. Not really. I mean, you can like ask, so I have it in the back of my mind yeah. as like a potential future, but it's someone that I'm going to be very close with and someone I can trust in my life. I mean, if it's not at that point yet, then I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's So we have great things coming up for Team Atlas in the next year, for sure. And I can't wait to see how big the team will be in terms of inquiries and new athletes kind of gonna, that's going to subscribe. Well, honestly, we're increasing our price October 1st and I, yeah. by the time this comes out, it might actually be after, after. But I don't want, my goal is not to get more athletes, it's just keep the quality where yeah. it is. And then uh, the athletes that can't, can't afford a new price will go to our new coach and yeah. then we'll do that. But yeah, my goal for Team Atlas is to keep the quality where it is, keep trying to employ as many wonderful women as yeah. I can and help them out that way and keep growing internally and just continue the quality where it is without getting too big where I don't like doing that anymore. Yeah. I want to continue doing my job and enjoying being a coach yeah. and I'm still there and I want to keep it that way and I know my limits and I know where, Yeah. but I've always had new projects and things we're working on and right now we're updating the whole website and it's going to be sick Oh. and we're going to do, I'm always doing new things. So I'm excited. For sure. Yeah. I never just, they come from, okay. I, sometimes I'm like, I wish I could just play video games and just hang around. Really? No, like some <laughs> days, like, like once every month, I'm just like, what if I just gain 500 pounds and just play video games all day and then just live in my house? No. And I'm like, how long does that idea stay? My days you? would be fun. And then I'm like, <laughs> going to fucking jump off a bridge. No, not yeah, good. yeah. But I'm happy to be in a position where I'm so busy that I don't have time to play any video games or really watch TV or do those type of things unless I really want to. I haven't played mm. video games in a couple of years or whatever, but because I don't have time. But I mean, I'm glad to be in a position where I'm so busy that I don't need to burn my time doing useless yeah. things. I'm not like thrilling my thumbs. Okay, let me go play a game of uh, League of Legends or whatever because I don't have anything else to do. There's always something I could be doing to be productive. Crush candy. Candy crush, yeah. <laughs> Your cell phone. If I ever get to that position, then yeah. it's not good. It's not good for Team Atlas, yeah. so yeah. Anyways, I think this is going to sum up uh, podcast episode five. So yeah. let us know what you guys think of uh, this podcast. And yeah, if you have yeah. any questions for Claire, you can let me know or you could write in the comments. And if you want Claire back on, let me know and we'll definitely bring her back on. But wish, wish I could hang out with Claire all day, but we both got to do, yeah. we both got to back, get back to work. Yeah. Claire, I appreciate you there you. and you're an employer's dream. And uh, you're an amazing you, boss. I consider you a very good friend and I'm very appreciative of you all the time. And I hope you know that. So yeah, for real. Thank you. That? I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah and good. I appreciate you too. Okay. I don't want this to get any gay or whatever, so we're going to No. Stop. Okay, we're going to stop that. <laughs> All right, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.